Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Cameron Lynch here with the Energy Captains. Alongside me, my host, the illustrious, the amazing Whitney Holtzman. Hello, Whitney. Hey, Cam. You're always so nice in your introduction. And today, I'm in your neighborhood. You are in the neighborhood of California, the state that I was born, um, the infamous, uh, the awesome California. This is where Cam was birthed. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Long Beach, California. We are in Burbank currently at Studio 639. So shout out to Studio 639 and Brother Albert for hosting us and allowing us to record here. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. And we just finished yoga, so I'm very zen. Um, and it was a nice break from sitting in traffic. Uh, so it's really nice to, you know, just be in one place and not in bumper to bumper traffic for once. Yes. Yes. We did some yoga down the street at muscle farm. Shout out to muscle farm. Those folks over there for allowing us to, to Zen out, to, to get a line before we did our podcast, our energy captain podcast, which is five minutes away, five minute drive, not in traffic too much. No, it was great. It was the shortest drive I've ever had in LA. Yes, yes. We just came from a drive from Hollywood, driving up and down the hills. You say you got a little car sick, yeah? I get car sick anyway, and I had never been in the Hollywood Hills before, and the houses are very pretty, but I almost lost my lunch. I mean... <laughs> okay, we wait. Cam took me on a roller coaster, and he didn't tell me. Yeah, I, I wasn't ready for that either, but the the hills of Hollywood, LA, they're they're pretty brutal. So, and I mean, the houses were amazing. The houses were pretty awesome. They were beautiful. We saw one that looked like a castle. Yeah. That was pretty cool. But the thing is, I just kept looking at the GPS, and there was no straight road within like 30 minutes of our drive. It just kept looking like the most windy path, and I was like, I'm going to have to walk the rest of the way yeah it it's, felt like it felt like a mario kart game like uh, like yeah. a track you know what i mean and th- what i what i do what i'm do, what i am worried about though in these in these hills of la is the surface here and the dark i mean there's no lights in the, on these hills so you have no service there's no light so it gets pretty dangerous some people get car sick so that, yeah. that can get tough well i was just worried about you on the scooter and now i have something else to worry about that you drive in dark hills um, with no rail rail on them, and so now another thing I have to stress about. Yeah, no worries, but I'll be back in Tampa pretty soon. So uh, yeah, yeah, LA, LA. I'll be here until the twenty second, and then back back to Tampa pretty soon. So um, you know, without further ado, thankful to um, a, a trainer of mine, a friend of mine, someone who a confident a confidant of mine. Um, he's the man from H Town, from Houston. My man. Let's introduce Darrell Noel. Ooh, yeah, welcome, Darrell. Yeah, the clown. Yeah. Oh, oh, producer Cam. I like that. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thank How's you guys' day going so far? I mean, we zinned out with you over at Muscle Farm, but you didn't zen out. You didn't zen out, but you allowed us to come to your, your place of work and zen out there. How was it? Did y'all like it? It was what unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my mind was blown. I just, everywhere I looked, there was something unexpected. Mm-hmm. Well, first I, I walked into the gym and there were like six cars parked mm-hmm. inside. So normally when I go to the gym, the cars are parked outside. Of course. So that was the first <laughs> thing that I noticed that was unusual to me. But Cam said that there's a lot of photo shoots. Mm-hmm. Like we were basically in the celebrity spot and then there was a boxing ring, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the corner of the gym. I mean, there was so much happening that I couldn't even wrap my head around. It was amazing. It was like an amusing park for athletes. So was that your first time coming to a sports performance training facility? So um, when I worked back with Brandon Marshall and I worked at FitSpeed, um, I got a little bit of experience, but this is obviously in LA. Right. Um, so right. it's, you know, on a scale of its own. And you were explaining that like a regular person can't just walk in the door. Right. So it's, it's basically an, an exclusive facility. Ooh, um, Muscle Farm is a supplement company and the location that that's in Burbank, it's the warehouse. So the owner, CEO, built the facility in the back. And most of the people that come inside are influential people, trainers. You have Two to know, chains. You have to know someone. Two chains comes in there. Yeah. Tanache, um, myself. Oh. Yeah. Um, shout out to Caesar. He just became Beach Bodies um, super trainer. So shout out oh. to my man, Caesar. Wow. Okay. Um, shout out. Um, so people like that come in. You can't, you can't just walk in. And if you drove by, you wouldn't notice it was there anyway. You know, So you have to come in there with someone. Yeah, and Winnie, you didn't know that it was a, it was a work. You like when I pulled yeah, up to the park, like, like, where are we? Yeah, what is this? What are we doing? Where is this? Yeah, there was a train and um, you know, train going by and you know, I'm this is only my second time in LA, so I'm trying to get my bearings. I was in Culver City last night. Um, and the first time I was here a couple of years ago, I went to the SBs. So we were in one little area and that was super cool, but um this trip I've been able to explore thanks to your roller coaster 
uh, drive, and um, <laughs> now we're in a new place. So every time I get to a new spot, I try to understand what part of L.A. we're in and what the identity is of the area. Yeah, so Darrell, I know you came from H-Town, from Houston, to, yes, sir. to L.A. about four years ago. Yes, sir. Three yes. or four years ago. Three or four years ago. So h- how was your experience, right? Whitney's like, ah, this L.A. place, I don't know about it. How was your experience coming to L.A. and, you know, just experiencing this this L.A. lifestyle? It Actually, it wasn't much different. You know, the traffic is similar. Um, everyone has his own pockets, just like Houston. Houston, we call it neighborhoods. Okay. Here it's Who has better Mexican food, Houston or California? In my opinion, I would say Houston. Wow. But okay. in Houston, we have uh, Tex-Mex. Okay. You so know, it's, so it, it, it's a little bit more flavor, Okay, you know, in my opinion. I want to make sure I eat it all so I can answer this question just, appropriately. Yeah. And just let me add one more thing. Houston has way better food. Way better, better food. Than oh, LA? Yes. I would agree. I would agree because Louisiana is not far, right? Mm-hmm. And that that mixture, that down south, uh, it's a lot of uh, culture down there. Definitely. What, what is L.A. food? Isn't it like air? Ah, uh, vegetarian grass. Ice. Avocado toast. <laughs> Acai bowls. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Anything you can post on Instagram. Things like oh, that. wow. Organic, organic grass. Baby. $29 smoothies. Wow. Yeah. I don't appreciate y'all taking the shots at my, at my statements in L.A. like that. Oh. It is what it is. Wow, wow, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, L.A., so we were driving down these these winding roads, and we when saw, I like. almost threw up. Wow, yeah, a, a tour bus, a, a star tour bus. So, I guess you could see stars' houses and stuff like that. So, Whitney, what did you think about that? I mean, I just, I can't imagine that that's the best use of how to spend your time. <laughs> I just, I was, I said to Cam, I was like, this is how people want to spend their day? Like, I don't know, it kind of feels like an eyelash curler. Like, it's just, like, number a thousand on the list of, like, <laughs> priorities and yeah I mean but you know you made a good point that people come from all over the world and you know people know LA for being you know the home of of where movies are made so to them that is what you do when you come here so I could totally understand the houses are beautiful I suggest they get on your tour bus you just start just grab people along the way and start hopping in and 30 bucks here but you will be amazed at the amount of people that just want to go see where they're you know, infamous celebrities stay. LeBron yeah. James. You know, so so now within in the social media age, mm-hmm. people are fans of a lot of different things. Kardashians. Yeah. So, so they come here with that in mind just to go check out where they stay. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I was saying you go on this tour and then a lot of the houses are behind fences, fences. or there's trees. So mm-hmm. I don't know what you see a lot of. I don't know trees on the tour. I mean, I think they want to be they want to be excluded from just the mainstream, right? They want to be ducked off, right? They. I, I remember you mentioned that you don't really like people that much, right, Darrell? Mm, like, um, not at all. <laughs> Zero. Why, why is that? Why is that? It just you, know, you like just, what you like, or you know, just growing up. It's, I I realize I'm I'm true to myself. I really understand my personality. Mm-hmm. My personality is not the most social guy, and right. I'm not raw. I'm not. I don't talk a lot. Right. So wait, really? Me, I really don't. Oh. Yeah. This is, I mean, this energy it, captains, we bring, we bring it out of him. So he's, yeah. he's going to discuss some things with yeah, us. Yeah. And also, so we met in Tampa. We and, did. And you loved when you came down to visit, right? I, I had an amazing time. Okay. I met Whitney. Um, <laughs> That's all. Trip <laughs> over. Me, me and Whitney <laughs> had a really home. good time. Yeah. I forgot that Cam invited me out there. Yeah. But I really had a good, I had a I'm really so good time. I'm so excited to host this podcast with you. And thanks, Kim, for being on as a guest today. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you all for being as long as you Yeah. What did, okay. So what did you love about Tampa? Um, of course, I'm a cigar connoisseur, so I love that about Tampa. But yeah. it was a small city with big city vibes, just yep. to put it, you know, in a nutshell. That's you what know. I always tell people about Tampa is why it's such a gem because it has the amenities of a big mm-hmm. city, but small enough that everywhere you go, you run into people you know, and anything yeah. is ten minutes away. So and, it's just such a livable place, and it was easy to get around, and it's yeah. cl- so close to the water. Yes, you know, like L.A. I, I live in Woodland Hills. Ooh, Woodland Hills. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, so you bougie. <laughs> so, so to get to the beach is about 30, 45 minutes with no traffic. Mm-hmm. Oh, my a, gosh. Yeah. Oh, we just walk out the front door and there's a dolphin. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have a house in Tampa now, and coming back to L.A., just with this traffic interning out here with, with media companies, I'm like, man, like, Tampa is way easier. There's not that much traffic, but the lights are longer in Tampa. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to mention that. Yeah, because safety first. The, the lights are like two minutes long, so if you're going to rush them, we're like, good luck, good luck in Tampa. Like, I don't know about that. We just talked about this. I have zero patience. 
So I would definitely run the lights. You know, <laughs> I would definitely run the lights. Oh, oh, there's uh, no police listening. Yeah, so it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's all good. I mean, he yeah. lives in Woodland Hills now, so he operates uh-huh. in a different, a different area. Yeah. You know, it's just different for him. Yeah, now. but uh-huh. I will say Tampa is built around quality of life, and it's about making people's lives better and easier. Mm-hmm. And you have everything you need at your disposal, but you can, you know, run run out the door, and a few minutes later you're there. You know, a few minutes later you can get to the airport. And Cam, you said earlier that it was ranked like top five airports in the country. Yeah. Um. So you know, we try to make it a happy place to live and i think it spoils you when you go other places because everything just you know is really catered to quality of life yeah exactly there's no state tax out there either sounds like yeah. Houston. i had a, I had a really good time in tampa are you gonna move there i, I can't say that i am okay but you'll I'll, come back and visit i'll come back yeah i've been in la for three years now you know so i've kind of developed and built relationships and networks here and my hub is here now so i don't think i'll be leaving anytime yeah. soon but um, you can expand so. i can expand so tell everyone what you do Dive into that. <laughs> so I'm I am a sports performance coach. Ooh. Um, my niche will be working with high level athletes. Okay, all mm-hmm. sports. All sports: football, basketball. Work with baseball guys. Work mm. with soccer, and also professional tennis players. Mm. You know, so you do it all. It's uh, a lot of balls. I, I, I tap dance in a lot of different arenas, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it, it, it's 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 definitely fun. I had this conversation earlier. Someone asked me what's different. You know, every Every skill set, every sport, every person has a different need. Mm-hmm. You know, so the understanding and, you know, first it's all about the rules of engagement. Engaging and understanding what, what who that person is, one. Understanding what sport they play, what position they play, and then break it down to the needs that they have right. to feed them what they need to be as productive and efficient as possible in their playing field. And how do guys find you? Because I think the average person probably thinks that athletes just go work out at their team's facility mm-hmm. or stadium. Yeah, so a lot of guys find me via social media, um, word of mouth. And, you know, sometimes I just present myself to them. Oh. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a pageant. Right. <laughs> Believe it or not, you know, you, you may be in the area where you have a shirt on and guys will like, oh, what's the shirt? What what are you doing? What do you do? Where is that at? You know, and, and you know, that type of engagement just leads to a training atmosphere. Yeah, and I think too with your personality, right? I know you, I know you said you don't you don't reach reach out to people like that, right? You mm-hmm. like to keep it inside. But I, I have seen a change. We've we've known each other for about three years, three to four years yes, now. Sir. And I have seen a change, right? Like you come out of that shell, you realize like, hey, like, let me get out there and highlight these people. Um and people are realizing how great of a person you are by word of mouth and I met you through word of mouth like hey this guy's awesome come train with him so let's let's dive into that let's dive into how we met and uh, how long ago that was and, and all that so we met about three or four years ago when I was training in Pasadena mm-hmm. um, at that time it was athletic games at cats right you know and you know we met through a mutual friend mm-hmm. um, and we just developed a relationship from there and as you said earlier it definitely helped my persona my my presentation, the way I do everything, mm-hmm. just having conversations with you. Because um, I'm a talk. I'm a talk. I'm a definitely. Are, you <laughs> yeah, definitely what is Kim get, like when he trains? Because that's a part of his day that I don't have any access to. So I just, uh, you know, when we're working together and making plans for things, you know, I, I hear, okay, one to three I'm training. And so I just work around that, but I don't have any insight into what that two-hour slot is actually like. So if Cam trains for one to three, he gets there at 1230. Mm-hmm. We talk for 30 minutes. Oh. And then he foam rolls. It's like rolls. girls night. He, oh. foam, <laughs> he, he foam rolls and stretches for another 30 minutes after the workout. Between one and three, he doesn't talk much. Really? <laughs> yeah, we, we get it in. Between one and three, he doesn't talk. Our workout isn't two hours, though. Like uh, one to two. Mm-hmm. Got we it. Don't. And are you just telling him what to do? Down, drop down. Give me 30. Um. No, yeah, I'll let Cam yeah, answer that question. I'll dive into that. See, that's that's what makes Darrell different from other trainers, right? It's not drop down, give me 30. He said before, right, he gets to know his athletes first. He gets to know what sport they play and what direction they want to head in. And he always emphasizes how what he says, he wants it to correlate to the brain and to the body. He wants efficient movements, right? He's of like course. a scientist almost. You see, he got the glasses on. I got the glasses on, right? Instagram Live, shout out. But, you know, with the whoa. But, ah. yeah, he... <laughs> He likes to he, he likes he prides himself on directing his his verbal usage to match the person's body and how they move and how they get things done on the field and you know whatever arena of sports they play. 
Wow. So it's like dating, but in the gym. <laughs> no, nah, I, I, I would totally um, say that. Because it's just like the person gets to know you and know what you like and then can cater the workout to the person. So in a sense, it, it, it definitely does, you know, cater to that dating world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what's crazy, a lot of those tactics we don't present in in our relationship. Yeah, but, right. Leave it know, in the gym. I, I put it all on the table at the gym. You right. know, when I get home, whatever. Yeah. Don't talk to me. <laughs> but but it, it is, in a sense, it, it, it makes sense. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, because yeah. you're not going to work with everybody, right? There's personalities that match to some ones that don't. And at this point in your career, right? You, you've worked with a lot of athletes. You know what you want to work with, and some mm-hmm. people aren't worth your energy, right? Like you said, you like to keep to yourself sometimes, and people who don't aren't um, uh, worthy of your energy, like, hey, you, you go and work out somewhere else. Um, I, I can say they aren't worth my energy. I just adapt to my personnel. Ah. You know, so there's different tactics to reach every person. Okay. You know, someone that's similar to myself, you wouldn't scream or yell at. Right. You call that a rational tactic. So it's that doesn't work for me either. I cry. Someone that just works out. Now you can do the screaming. Mm-hmm. So we call that hard tactics. Oh. You know, so they're You're educating diff- us. There's different tactics to meet and meet every single athlete. Okay. So Cam, I can teach. We can have dialogue. Right. Then certain aspects of the workout, we can push him. Mm-hmm. And you know, how do you get to know the person's personality? Do you ask questions ahead of time, or do you just figure them out as time goes? We figure figure them out as time goes. During my internship at um, Exos in 2012, my um, my mentee Roy Holmes he told me to take 360 mental pictures. Mm-hmm. So what I do when I see a person, I you know kind of look from different angles. Mm-hmm. You know, I dive in and ask certain questions, you know, just to see what feedback that I get. And I also read body language at certain points. Now, by the body language that I receive, I can, oh, you're not working hard. I can understand what you're doing or feeling just by looking. Right. Or the relationship that we have, I know him. So I know if he's bullshitting or not. <laughs> you know, you know, so. You it, keep it, him accountable. Which is not often, Good. but if sometimes it's, it's, if, it's, <laughs> if things are tough. It's like, definitely hey. not. So that just give you like a, an understanding of the approach that I take. It, it's definitely different with everybody, but you want to have that that comfortable level, you know, now from that, everything becomes a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, working with Darrell has, has changed my game tremendously. So let me just take you, let me take you into to my life training wise. Right. Um, in high school, I had a chance to be a little, let me blow, blow my horn a little bit, but I was top 10 on the top 10 freak athlete list. Right. Like, I don't oh. know if you knew that. I, don't no, know I didn't even that. know that was a list, but I was on the top 10 freak athlete list. And with, it was with insane like in the people country. Yeah. Like in, like oh, it's only NFL, like in all the college football, right? Holy so cow. like my senior year, but I was I was benching about four hundred something pounds. I was squatting about five hundred something pounds, hand cleaning about three hundred ninety something pounds, right? So I, I did a lot of things and a lot of I lifted a lot of heavy weights. But I realized like, hmm, if I have to cover a Julio Jones or a Deshaun Jackson, so a speedy receiver in the slot, lifting all these weights won't get won't make me successful, right? So I had to change up the way I trained. So I came to L.A., and um, I was referred to him by one of my best one of my best friends, uh, Michael Carter-Williams. He plays for the Magic now. And he was like, look, there's this guy out here. Um, he, he's a great trainer. Uh, go check him out. So I came out to L.A., met Darrell, and what I, what, how I would describe Darrell – He's a scientist, right? He's and I put this on a on a post, but he he create he crafts and creates um, efficient movements. He cut he cut down on a lot of um, extra movements that I would make, right? Um, you know, lifting all these weights, kind of my body would rock side to side. You know, it, it was weird, but he allowed me to streamline my body and be efficient. And just through our conversations on the field as we're training. He, he directs my body in a way that I've become successful and I'm now playing four years in the league going on five. And a lot of that is attributed to Darrell. So much love. I appreciate wow, that. Wow, that is an incredible success story. In fact, I was going to ask you, you know, in all your years of training, um, you know, obviously you've totally changed Cam's life and you were the person who kind of um, opened a door to his, you know, highest level of greatness. What are some other success stories that you may have had along the way that really stick with you? So before I get to that, I'm not going to let Cam give me all the credit. Cam works out three or four times a week and works his ass off. So I'm not the guy to take the credit. Yeah, but also Cam knows a lot of people. And to put you at that level, like it just shows how special you are because he doesn't often talk about someone who changed his life in such a big way. 
Yeah, like my man coverage, like I told you, I think I think after our first yeah. summer working together, my man coverage got way better just because I'm more efficient with my movements. I'm not as heavy or clunky, mm-hmm. clunky, right? We do functional training, so that gets my feet in and out of the ground in an effective manner, and I saw the change with Darrell. Yes, sir. That's amazing. So his dance moves on the field, do those also come from you? Uh, a little bit. A I little remember bit. the conversation, <laughs> and the first thing he did was like, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> for the cameras right there, so... Yeah. You know, no, the little things that we work on has definitely benefited what he does on uh-huh. the field. Um, but I'm not the one to take the credit for it. He works, he works really hard. We, it, it's, it's more him than me. And I, I would say shout out to my to my trainers in Atlanta, Ryan Golden. Uh, he got me on that freak list, right, uh, with lifting all the, the weights, being strong, being powerful. And he he, he molded, a, like I say, a mountain, and Darrell just chiseled chiseled away, I would say, wow. and just fine-tuned it. Um, so, Darrell, my question to you, uh, for th- uh, three or four years of us knowing each other, what what changes what changes have you seen, like, in our movements and, like, from what you've seen visually? Um, from your movements, every time you leave, you get you 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 go from being consistent to inconsistent because when you're playing football, you don't think about what your body is doing and how you're producing movement and being efficient. You're worrying about football, right? So it it it, it honestly it depends on when you come see me. So mm-hmm. if you come see me in February, we're building that foundation again, right? If you come see me in May or April or June. Now it's time to crank it back up and get you ready for season. Um, so what I've seen was we definitely gotten consistent over the two or three years. But we also have to check the small boxes that's going to keep you consistent for the long term. Right. What right. are those? Um, being efficient in this movement in all patterns, frontal, sagittal, change of direction, things like that. Um, his game is very versatile. So he's not moving forward. He's not moving side to side. He's moving in you know, multiple fashions. And mm. the type of work you do with Cam, aside from his personality, is it catered more to his specific position? Or is this a type of workout that you would apply to all football players? It, it, it's multifaceted as well. So it's function, human function, and then human performance, and then his needs as a football player. So I break down his human function aspect as well, make sure he's he's elastic, has range of motion, good mobility, because if that is, isn't in play, he, he won't be on the field at all. If you can't move, you can't play, you right. can't perform. So you're giving him the toolbox to take over the world in anything he wants to do. I'm helping him develop it too. <laughs> I'm helping him develop his toolbox. Um, and then when he in the second phase will be to understand his capacity as a, a linebacker. His linebacker, what he does. I play football, but you know, when I begin training, I begin to look at different aspects of positions. So uh-huh. now outside of sports performance, I can understand his needs, his energy capacities, his movements, the little things that he does. And that comes from the dialogue that we have as well. I I break down and I ask questions. What do you do in this situation? You know, so who do you have to guard? So things change depending on the personnel. Situational. Mm-hmm. Situational. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, since you're so good at figuring people out, what position should I play? <laughs> you should play. Um, you would be a really, really, really good towel girl. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to, like, say something like nice. Quarterback like quarterback. Yeah, so DB. But yeah. why? That why is ta- nice. Why ta- okay. That is nice. Okay, the, can you explain? The, the, the towel girls and the, the water boys were the most valuable people on the okay, field. Okay, water, it could be a water boy or girl, or it could be a towel boy or girl. They okay. do they do the same thing. <laughs> they, do the, right. they, do, they do the exact same thing, but they're really valuable. Yeah, I mean, I believe in hydration. I mean, now that you say that, though, I, I drink a lot of water, yeah. and I, I love the people who... The, the water folks and the towel folks on my team, right? Like, they, I see them the most, and yeah. I treat them the, the best, actually, see? on the team. So, I mean, we could twist that in, in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah. And, Whitney, I mean, you're you're so close to the field when I do play. So, I mean, you could grab a towel and throw it in or, yeah. or water. I mean, just, just as easy. Literally, at, at your games, I, like, ever push everyone out of the way. I'm, like, halfway leaning over the railing to try and get the best video. And yeah. it's funny, people may not know this, but last season, so we've had season tickets to the Bucks games for pretty much my whole life and cam would figure out where our section was because he knew that i would mm-hmm. always make sure to capture him and on the jumbotron he's like the star of the whole game so um yeah he would you know make sure to come over and say hi it was cute it was like the rest of the world disappeared yeah and if i, I wouldn't say wouldn't you be a towel girl i would say she would be a hype woman right she's oh. an energy captain she could be my hype woman and the reason why i say that is because
because I, I'm there. I'm her hype guy when it comes to her speeches at schools. When she goes to speak at schools, I, I'm there in the stands. I'm recording. I'm making sure I'm capturing her in her mode, in her movement. So uh, we, we're as, us as energy captains, we hype each other up. So yeah. that, that'll be my position for Whitney. Thank you so much. Well, if you see me on the field this season and I'm bringing towels out, you know it all started right here. <laughs> so aside from me, you know, reaching my potential, what are some of your other greatest success stories, um, like we mentioned before? It could be any sport. So um, a great success story, one would be having the number one overall pick a couple years ago when Miles Gary went to the Cleveland Browns. Wow. Um, and also last year when I was with Athletic Games, we had three first-round draft picks in the NBA draft. Holy cow. Yeah, so Trey Young going to the Atlanta Hawks, Zaire Smith going to the um, Philly, Sif- Philly Sixers, and then Mo Wagner, shout out to Germany, uh, is going to the Los Angeles Lakers. But those things from a um, performance specialist aspect have really been great. Yeah, what is that feeling like when you see one of your guys get drafted, it, especially it, so high? It it feels great just understanding that the process that the process that it takes to get from um, January all the way up into March. You know, it, it it really feels great. You spend a lot of time with those guys and understand them as a person outside of the football field. So it 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 feels great for those guys to feel accomplished. It's kind of like raising a child, in a sense. Yeah. yeah. One thing I've learned, especially since getting to know Cam and when we started working together, is there's really no off season. And I don't know that people realize that, you know, when I used to work at MLB and was in social media, people would say, what do you do during the off season? There was always breaking mm-hmm. news and winter meetings and signings. And I feel like for you, it's the same thing. Like no matter the time of year, the city you're in, you, I'm always amazed. You have a gym, you know, you're, you're going to train, you're working out. You're even if you're on vacation, you're getting it in, you know, yeah. there's no such thing as, Oh, we're taking a few months off. Right. Right. It's always a chance to build and to grow and more than just playing sports and doing things on the field, like off the field is important too. And Whitney, I know you're a professional when it comes to branding, when it comes to branding, when it comes to pushing and building up athletes like Darrell does that for athletes physically and mentally on and off the field. So for, for Darrell and for other trainers out there, Whitney, I know for Darrell, Darrell is now in a new chapter of his life and he is now working at Muscle Farm, and he has athletes coming in and out. He has UFC fighters in and out of there, basketball players in and out of there. What are some tips for Darrell and for other trainers to maximize their profile, especially if they're starting from the jump, with a great foundation, of course, which Darrell has? Yeah, I mean, I think um, you want to talk about success stories and then kind of reverse engineer. And you want to talk about the different categories that you work with. So the different athletes and explain to people what you're doing with them to get them to that certain point and how you're taking them from when they came in to um, ultimately, you know, the, the greatest level of success on the field. And, you know, once you talk about, okay, they've had this great accomplishment or this great win and this transition, you can then talk about how you got them there and what mm-hmm. you did. And I think it's just clearly explaining to people exactly what you do, because again, unless you're in the gym, like you said, the regular person can't walk in, so they don't have access to it. So really clearly explaining the different workouts you do, the different methods, and then how that all pays off, I think is so key. And at the end of the day, no matter what brand you're building, simplicity is important. And just kind of talking about the same things over and over and making sure what you're talking about goes into a content bucket that, um, you know, you want to pick four or five content buckets that kind of define your brand. So, you know, if you want to say, you know, we do this type of working out or this type of sport, like just make sure that whatever you're talking about ladders back to what you do over and over again. Yeah, and that's that advice that that costs money usually, right? People pay <laughs> people pay money to get that advice. You know what I mean? So you getting here on the energy captains, Darrell, you getting it for free, my guy. Yeah, thank you, Whitney. Well, I, I've actually been waiting on that, so I'm I'm, oh, wow. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, any really more questions? I'm always here, I and really you save people's lives. We when you were in Tampa, you there was um, your friend was choking on bread, <laughs> and we were in a. We went to, <laughs> Darrell was visiting and we went to a sports panel that a law firm in Tampa was putting on and they had wine and appetizers and it was dead silent in the room. And then Darrell's friend, who I never met in my entire life, all of a sudden he, he starts choking. He could, and it was not stopping. So it's, the panelist is speaking dead silent. Uh, this no one knows you know no one had met this person before and he was he was in there and we just (laughs) and then he was looking around for help and then you finally brought him water so I think that should be part of your brand as well you save lives yeah he's his name is Ken Griffin he's out of Houston Texas he's one of my closest friends you know so follow him on Instagram KG Fitness um 
It, it's crazy. Cam met him the day before. So he, <laughs> so Standard we, Cam. So, yeah. so Cam wasn't much help. but No, I, I actually gave you the water bottle for him. Oh, so. yeah. Cam saved lives. Yeah. Cam wasn't much help. I wasn't either. He, he shouldn't have been eating the cheese and crackers. It's his fault. How long did he choke for? It wasn't like one cough. It was like a... <laughs> yeah, it was like it a was, smooth 30, 40 was, seconds. Yeah, it, it, it was elongated. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then he was he was not happy after with everyone. That we let him choke for so long. And I think you really got the brunt of his anger. I was literally sitting right next to him. And I, he just, I, I couldn't do anything. He just didn't move for I the first... I looked at him. I was like... His face is turning blue. Are You're you like, serious? Oh, yeah. That was what... Yeah, you were like... For now, you're really doing this now. I was locked in. <laughs> yeah. I was focused. Excuse yeah. me, quieter. We can't hear over your choking. Stop dying. <laughs> <laughs> and like right before that was is when I really fell in love with Tampa. Oh, they were telling me the story about Tampa, the city, and you know, transition all the, from close death to all, Tampa, the beginning. All the great things that Tampa had to offer, mm-hmm. and then he began to cough. Like, oh, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Don't ruin my experience. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to learn more about the city quietly, please. But he lived, so I think it's important to let people know about that. But every time Cam says he's coming to train with you, I'm like, should we bring him bread? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the funniest story of all that. Yeah. You know, you, you commented on, on my social media, you, you mistaken me for the choker. It wasn't me, it was it was Ken. Okay, but it's all yeah. one big story. It's all so. one big story. And I, whoever I just, is was there, I, it's they're part of it and I kind Comment and we can laugh about I just, it. Yeah, I just, I just want you to know, I, I, I wasn't okay. dying. You Look, we'll rebrand you as. Do you want to be the person who didn't save his life? It's almost better if I'll, you're the I'll, choker. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anywho, but yeah. So let's let, let's get back to let's get back to the the branding aspect. Darrell, what what you have Whitney here, professional hair. Uh, I know you don't get to see her face to face, but what are some questions for yourself that you have for her? Uh, in branding and in, in elevating your game outside of the the workout space. Yeah, and I think I would add one more component, which I don't know how much you're able to show the different athletes that you work with, but that is one huge way uh, to showcase your legitimacy and the work that you're doing because mm-hmm. obviously if you tag them, they're going to share it on their right. social media. Um, and it just shows the variety of athletes you work with because people want to have you document what you're doing and then they can understand it. But yes, I'll take any questions. Right. So the one question I, I would have is, with the busy, rigorous schedule, especially being in the summer we are in the summer now, how could I find more time to be consistent with posts and engagement and things like that? Being that I'm not the talker that you think I am. Right. It, it portrays to my social media. So I'm not really that engaging on social media, other people's posts as well. Okay, this is going to be some tough love, but we can't have excuses. You just have to turn on the social media when you have action coming Mm -hmm. on. And you are a sports fan. So when there's something that is really exciting to you or entertaining or, you know, you're you're super hyped up about, Mm -hmm. that's the stuff that people want to see. So you're, you know, the best judge of what should go out there and you have to capture it and just take the extra few minutes to put it out. And it doesn't have to be everywhere. You can, you know, just start with Instagram. And that's where a lot of eyes are, especially athlete eyes. Um, and so just make sure you add it to your story, add a few posts, and it really doesn't take that long. And it's one or two exciting things from a day. And just ask yourself how you can do more than you did the day before. Don't try and, you know, get to the moon tomorrow. And would an emoji work? Because I always send out 100. Okay. 100. 100. Um, I <laughs> okay. always send out like a fire emoji. Okay. Um, is that enough? Um, sometimes. You know, I mean, I think that... If that, if the situation, you know, the picture of the video fully explains itself, Mm -hmm. like, and there's no commentary necessary, um, you can throw up the hundred. Um, However, I think most of the time people need context. Mm -hmm. It's like social media has a timeliness and a contextual nature to it. So if you put up something that happened three weeks ago, people aren't going to get excited. They want to know what's happening right now. So the timeliness, they want to know the location where it's happening so they can understand it. And for most of the outside world, they're not living your day-to-day life. So you know, chances are they need a little bit of explanation. It doesn't, you know, even if it's a sentence or two, so-and-so is doing this, so-and-so was our, you know, has worked out here, was the first pick in the draft, you know, whatever you want to say, you know, um, this is the kind of stuff we're working on today. Usually it doesn't take that long, but most of the time you need some sort of explanation. I always say social media posts should be um, what you would say to someone if you ran into them on the street. If you ran into, you know, me on the street, would you just show me a video and would I understand it? Or would you need to, like, explain a little bit to me? Tell the right. story. Wait, real, real quick. Whitney, here on Energy Captains, 
I mean, we might have to limit Darrell on his questions. I mean, this is, I mean, like I said, people will pay for this. I mean, you have your own, you wait, you have your own canteen. I don't know if people, people can't see this because it's a podcast. I'm going to show it on Instagram live, but Darrell. Hold on, hold on. You opened the floor to me, Cam. I did, I did. But I was questions. like, this is valuable information. And we just, I know. We just came, we just came from the Gary V spot and people paid $12,000 to, for these answers. So I'm like, hmm. Well, Darrell's my friend. Happy to give it to so, him. I'm happy so to help speaking of Gary V, he posted something I will say about a week ago. And, you know, I have a habit of just posting videos without sound or with limited captions. Mm-hmm. And he, in his post, he was saying that the post should have caption. Not elongated, not too elaborate, but enough to explain what we're doing or kind of in thrust. So, like, the, what I just the, said is what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. Right, he, but he brought up Gary V, so it was perfect time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wanted to say it right after, but he brought it up, so it was perfect. Okay. Shot. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't even know he posted that, even though I did work for him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess there's a reason that I absolutely adore him, and it's because, you know, everything he says is genius and, and really trust his like social him. media advice. Yeah, I like yeah. him a lot. Yeah. yeah. Did that, so did that help clarify it did. Okay. I really appreciate it. But yeah. do, do we have time for more questions? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Whitney. We'll how, take that's, one more. That's up, to, that's up to Whitney. I mean, her her stuff is valuable. Like I said, she has her own canteens with social victories on it. So I'm like, hmm, I don't know if we should be giving this information away like this. I'm going to have to rear back. But Whitney, yeah, how many more questions? I mean, Yeah, we'll take yeah, a few more questions. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm good. Oh. Oh, you're out of questions after all that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You can continue. Well, I think, you know, the questions that we ask you on this podcast, like, explain what you do. You have to do that through your social media. Like, I would not have known necessarily that you work with all of those sports leagues. Mm-hmm. So it's just taking the extra second to say, you know, these are all the leagues that we work with. You know, really explaining right. your life and pulling back the curtain and doing it in a way as if people had never met you before. Right. So I don't have any more questions for oh. something we spoke about when I was in Tampa. What's up with that blue check, though? <laughs> uh, send me an email and we can talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. What's good with the What's good with the check? With- so Darrell, and this is the truth for anyone who is interested in getting verified, I would say you need a minimum of s- seven to ten, really ten press articles on you from major news outlets. Mm-hmm. So it's important for people to understand if one of your goals is getting verified to not ignore the PR side of things. So I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, newspapers or news stations, like that's, you know, old times and, you know, that's all dying down. But it's really important to have a holistic approach to marketing and have as many touch points as possible and to keep that traditional press alive because you're going to need that when it's time to get verified. Wow. I did not know that. Mm. Wow. Fun fact for today. And yeah. so it's something somebody good. needed that. This yeah. is free too. It's something way. good for, you know, athletes too coming sure. up who who want to build their brands and who are about to get in the spotlight. Oftentimes teams are looking for people who want to be the face of their mm-hmm. brand and you know they always have to put content out there and I think being proactive and raising your hand and say, "Hey, you know, I'm happy to be interviewed and I'm happy to be, you know, your spotlight athlete for this week or whatever you might need." Those are all going to come back and help you later on. So, you know, not burying your head in the sand when the PR stuff comes your way, I think is super important. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. And Darrell, real, real quick brag about Whitney. You know, she has her own company, Social Victories, but did you know that she just finished her first chapter of her book that she's writing? I did not know. Yeah. Oh Thank you so much. Cam's yeah. always the best. Yeah. So crazy, uh, unexpected. Yeah. Uh, like a month ago, I signed a deal to write a book. Um, yeah. It's called You Are the First You. Uh-oh. Thank you so much. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, And it really kind of tells the story of my career journey and the lessons I learned along the way. But I think most importantly is like, you know, when you are meant for greatness, you often feel brought down by people around you or like you don't fit in. Mm -hmm. And usually that's an indicator that you're meant for a higher level of success than the mediocrity around you. But people take it as they're not good enough. And I really want kids growing up and, you know, people who are figuring out their careers and who may not be fully content to know that you have to follow that inner voice and that gut and tune out the people around you, even the people closest to you and just really have that unwavering wavering belief in yourself and when you are the best at what you do you know and you're training these top caliber athletes there's not going to be a lot of people around who are like you and who are thinking the way you are and you have to trust in your intuition and not look around to see what everyone else is doing wow that's i mean that's awesome that's awesome and the reason why i can relate to that so much being in these in these locker rooms right with these millionaires essentially um these guys have rolls royces 
They have big chains. They they wear all the fancy clothing. We're in LA right now, so we've seen we've seen the flash. We've seen the pomp and circumstance. But for me, like being my own me, I walk in a practice and me. I walk in with flip flops and, short, and shorts. Right, like uh, we make we make a good amount of money, but I know myself that I, I'm low key. Right. Cam, you even have a rental car this week while you're while you're out in California. Yeah, I have a rental car. You know what I mean. Uh, I got a um, an economy car. I didn't get the big car. I didn't get the Mustang. Right, something something nice. And you on drove. Gas. You even though you landed at the airport, you drove to another place to make sure that you know you could find the the best deal yeah. and and save money because you're just so disciplined in terms of you know making sure you don't splurge. Yeah, yeah. Just the you know I, I want to find the best deals. I want to keep my money in my pocket. I want it's a race to save my money, right? Because there's life after football. I don't want to fall in that trap or in that stereotype so i make sure i stay in my lane i do my i wear my glass my thick glasses in the locker room they might not be cool Mm -hmm. right they might not be what's hip they might not be the move but i I stay me i'm the only me and i think that's why we get along so well whitney is because we're the best versions of ourselves absolutely and it really you know you've made great friends and you have a ton of friends and people adore you it hasn't held you back in any way i think it's allowed you to find your personal level of greatness and to also attract even in the football world you know Todd Gurley, you know, you have all these wonderful friends in your life, you know, people from the Bucks, um, you know, we saw Drew last night, you know, you have all these amazing people um, and you are able to attract people who are fit in your life because you are your authentic self. Yes, yes. Just just being me, just doing my thing, smiling and cheesing. People ask me why I smile so much and I smile for the haters sometimes. Sometimes they're like, man, can, can you just frown every now and then? I'm like, no, nah, bro, like this is what life is. This is what I do. I'm a happy guy. So, so Darrell, in what way do you distinguish yourself from the rest of the trainers? How do you become, stay your own self? How do you stay true to yourself um, in your space of work? So in, in my space of work, I've, I've spent a lot of time developing a niche that was based on my personality. Mm-hmm. You know, so a niche in my craft and an approach based on how I am as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not over the edge. I know that. I'm not a rah-rah guy. I know that. I'm more of an educator, a coach, and a speaker you know, so and the guys that really don't appreciate that, I'm not fighting for them. Mm. Right. You know. You know. You're not so, going to convince anyone to work. Right. No. Now. I. I. And, and honestly, I don't sell myself. You know. So if you, if if you're if you don't want to train me, it's cool. Take if it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Yeah. So I'm looking for for people in situations that are, are fit for me. Mm. And how do you? You know, you're a family guy too. And how do you make it work? Because athletes, obviously you know, have crazy schedules and Mm -hmm. are probably texting you all the time and there's non-traditional workout hours. How do you find a way to balance it all? So, so I bend a little bit, but for the most part, I try to put guys according to my schedule. Okay. You know, now that I'm transitioning to doing my own training, I try to train less hours, which is tough. Mm -hmm. So now, believe it or not, I train like four or five hours a day. Wow. Four or five hours a day. What is your time slot? Like what's your golden? (laughs) Between eight and three. Mm-hmm. Which is probably six, right? If I had to put a number on it, but you just you just add time traveling, you know. Yeah, so we are in LA. We are in LA, so I put. And an you get hour. home at four a.m. if you leave at six. <laughs> yeah, so uh, now I leave the house about eight. Okay. Get to where I'm going about eight thirty. Train there, move around, um, take an hour to get to my next stop, and by two or three thirty, I'm done. What do you find most difficult? with this transition, right, of traveling from spot to spot in L.A., um, you know, making sure that you get home to your family. Like, what what is the most difficult part of this this L.A. beast in training out here? Believe it or not, it's not that difficult. Being in Houston, I did that before. Before mm-hmm. I came and interned with Travel and Athletic Games, I did that for three years. You know, so I, tra- I trained, I traveled, I accommodated myself, I threw myself to people mm-hmm. just to, you know, to kind of build my platform and, you know, that let people know that I I do this. I do this. Yeah, yeah you do this. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, do what this. are some of your 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 longest trips right in the car? And I would say too, you know, before you answer that, that um, it's you know those are some things that you want to document, like when we're talking about sharing your journey that people may not realize that you go to different stops. Like that's something that's not obvious to them. So sharing where you are and where you're going to and all the places that you're capable of going. So maybe someone who's in a spot wouldn't realize that you would go to them. So let's talk about this week. So. We were talking about Wednesday. Wednesday, I woke up. I drove to Porter Ranch, which mm-hmm. it's probably 15 miles from Woodland Hills. Mm-hmm. But we going through lights, it took about 30 minutes. Okay. Trained for an hour, so now we're at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I drove to um, Thousand Oaks to do the NFL offseason at Mamba Sports Academy, Mamba. which was another 35 minutes. So now we're at 
training from 10 to 11. And, you know, now I'm driving to Burbank, which is another 50 minutes. Wow. So now I'm training to, driving to Burbank to train at 12. I train there from 12 to 3. And is this in people's houses? Is it at gyms? Um, when I, Burbank is the muscle form facility. Okay. You know, so going from Thousand Oaks Sports Academy okay. to the Burbank facility okay, in it. muscle form. And from there, 3 o'clock, I left at about 3.20 to go to Pasadena where I trained Steve Clarkson's clients and athletes and his son. Mm. Wow. So quarterback, is a quarterback? Quarterback, yes, sir. Okay, and I, I know real quick, I know you like to specify yourself as a, a quarterback guy, right? You want to dive into that specifically, the quarterbacks. How come, why, why is that? It, it actually fell into my lap. Okay. So in 2016, prior to meeting you, I met David Seals. So David Seals was one of Steve Clarkson's prodigies. He got an offer from USC. And for people who may not know who Steve Clarkson Steve Clarkson is a quarterback coach based in Los Angeles, California. Okay. A guru, essentially. A guru. Like yourself. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> you know, he's, 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 he's a goat, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but David Seals, he, he was training with Steve Clarkson at the age of 12. I think he, he got a, a college scholarship at the age of 13. Whoa. Um, but fast forward to 2016, and he came, I was introduced to him about training when he was in junior college. You know, so <laughs> the story, we just, we're just going to fast forward. Yeah, please. You know, so um, I was introduced to Steve through Davis Hills, and he called me a week before my 30th birthday. He's like, I didn't ask who it was. I didn't know who it was. He was like, you're free Tuesday at 4 o'clock. I was like, cool. The day before your 30th birthday? The week before my 30th birthday. Oh, the week birthday. before, wow. So Pierce Clarkson, which is his son, um, he's going to St. John Bosco, came into the gym. I didn't know who he was. Um, it was my birthday at the time. Oh. I was just going to leave that right there. Yeah, right, right, it right there. You're going to leave that right there. But, you know, that's that's where the journey began. Wow. It's amazing. It was like a rebirth on the, on your birthday that year. In a sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was in a sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and do you train, is it just professional athletes or are there kids, you know, who are in high school or you know, middle school who want to be elite athletes, like, will you train them as well? Yeah, now that now that I'm not attached to any brand or company, more people are approaching me. Okay. And and that's because I'm expressing more via social media and mm. putting myself out there more. Before, when I was at Athletic Games the past three years, I trained nothing but professional athletes or elite-level athletes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, more accessible. I'm, when I w- was working at Brandon Marshall's gym and doing the marketing, you know, they wanted to build out kind of the everyday warrior, mm-hmm. the regular person who goes to work and bring those people in for their athletic experience, but they were only showing pro athletes on right. social media. And if people don't see themselves in your branding, they're mm-hmm. not going to know that your company is meant for them. Yeah, so so the first thing I did, I didn't reach out to any pros. I didn't tell anyone I met, um, I reached out to people that I had a relationship. So Adam Waheed, shout out to Adam Waheed. Um, he's a social media influencer. He does funny comical videos on Instagram. So I reached out to him to train him. Um, Sarah Tariq, I reached out to train her. And a couple other people like that. I didn't reach out to any pros or athletes. Just outside the box. I wanted to, to mm-hmm. reverse the cycle, as you say, reverse engineer, reverse the cycle. And, you know, when the pros leave, still have something to fall back on. Yeah, oh, wow. and for, for people who may not have the funds or resources mm-hmm. to join a, a huge gym. What kind of advice do you have for them, you know, to get to the elite level, um, you know, or is it just come work out with you? <laughs> I would say just come work out with me or, you know, just find someone that's the best fit for you. Yeah. There's a lot of resources on social media. It doesn't have to be um, a person like myself. And even with me training the general population, it's not a, a crazy amount of money. Just it's, to be, it's affordable. We just, can afford just you. Just to be honest. And, what I do, I try to put them in a group. That way it's more affordable. Right. More affordable, but you're still getting an elite level quality. Um, pretty much the same system and function. Yeah, and there's multiple people to focus on. So if someone needs to get some water or something, then Easy you know, work. they yeah, right. They feel like okay, they it's not just about them the whole right. time. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and some of the, some of the non athletes love to train like athletes, right? Like brother mm-hmm. Mike, one of the guys from Switzerland. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Mike. Yeah, shout out to Mike. He he asked you for some ath- real athletic training, right? So what describe that experience <laughs> with those? Wait, those also Darrell told me when I came in the gym that four people threw up today. Oh yeah. It it wasn't my fault, mm-hmm. but it was Taylor's fault. So mm-hmm. put the camera on and show Taylor, but it was Taylor's fault. He trained UFC fighters and boxers, and 
me and Cam were sitting there watching the session on what day was that Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The pace is it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I would say about forty minutes they didn't stop moving. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's Can't brutal. even imagine. It was Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, describe. <laughs> but yeah, describe. So describe how people who aren't athletes, right? Um, say civilians or people who just want to get a great workout in with with Darrell Noel. Describe how when they want to get what you give the professional athletes and the high school athletes or the collegiate athletes. Describe that experience. Because I know Mike from Switzerland. He he wanted to dive into that. So describe. We went on the steps with him. The uh, Calabasas hit him steps, and we all we both almost died. But just describe that that interaction. <laughs> You forgot about me. I did the stairs with you guys. We you almost did. died together. We did. Anyway, so guys like that, which is everyone that comes in the gym, it's all about function first and being able to live the quality of life that you want. You know, so being able to move, function, take your kids to the zoo, or you know, just do things that you do <laughs> to on the zoo. That you do things on. A, on they on need a, to run stairs to go to the zoo. That you do on a, on a, on a daily basis. Keep, keep up with kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. My job is to what. Ever you do help you accommodate that. It's mm. amazing. Well, it's great that you have a plan for everyone that no matter what your life needs, right. because for the average person, you have to fit into a mold that already exists. You have to go to a gym where there are classes at certain times mm-hmm. and there's certain workouts and there's a big group of people. I mean, I feel like what you really offer is a personalized plan right. to kind of enhance someone's lifestyle and quality of life. Um, no matter what they do or what they need. Right, and for me, that's the biggest thing, and it's all about function and then the needs of your life. And how can people reach out to you if they're interested in training with you? Take my number. No, but for real, so you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> or you can put your number down, too. I mean, either one. Uh-uh. No, you can find me on Instagram, DMN underscore one okay. of one. Ooh, one of one. So we'll say that one more time. D-M-N underscore the number one of the number one. Okay. Mm. Can't you know? miss him. Yeah. yeah. Here, here on the Energy Captains podcast, we got the uh, one of one, Darrell Noel, man. Uh, Whitney, any other questions for, for the illustrious Darrell? I just think it's amazing that, you know, you are kind of the behind the scenes force that makes it possible for so many major athletes that people see and love on a daily basis and who, who have had great success. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people don't realize that there's a person like you kind of behind the scenes making it all possible. Right. And, you know, how many careers that have flourished because of your influence. And so I think it's been really cool today for people to get to know all of the lives you've touched and the work that you do. So appreciate you guys for having me. Can't mm-hmm. wait to have you come back to Tampa. And I'm, I'm going to pull up. Yeah, so JC Newman Cigar Cigar Factory. We're gonna pull up over there too, get some cigars. I promise to come back Q4. So September through December, I'm I'm taking off. I'm tired, I'm exhausted. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, so you're setting some time uh, off for yourself to just to recollect, to get back, recollect, rebuild, and regrow and develop. Oh. So that's what my Q4 is. Get better. Tampa has that vacation lifestyle. Like it's a great place to recharge. Yeah, you got yeah, a place to stay. You, you got my you crib. Have to go back to Clearwater though. Oh, why Clearwater? The beach? St. Pete. The St. Pete beach. Have you been to St. Pete yet? St. Pete's better. We got to take you to St. Pete. Yeah. Really? Really? I take him to St. Pete. Yeah, he doesn't know. I thought that was good. There's a lot you haven't seen. Yeah. I need to pull up. I need to come back. Q4. Q4. Okay. For sure. Can't wait to have you. Thank yeah. you so much for being on today. Thank you guys for having me. Energy Captain with Darrell Noel. Yeah. Energy Captain of Pro Athletes, Darrell Noel. Ooh. We out.